thought we was playing? Y'all thought this was for play play, huh? Nah, 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 this serious business. Now, ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, all believers that spitting truth up in the stew. Okay. Each with different flavors you can savor, you can chew. Talking life, love, and Christ, just the name of you. Grab a seat at the table, we got a bowl that's just for you. Okay. Trey, stay whipping up the work in the kitchen and whip. We can't keep up with the heat, the sheep edition and height. He had the sight, he was blessed with the vision. And me, I'm in the back, I'll be handling the dishes. I hope you don't mind if I speed it up. Okay. Stay at the beat as I beat it up. Serving it cold, you can heat it up. The food is good, you should eat it up. Thank the Lord. For redeeming us, for the four of us teaming up. Blackstar was dirty, he cleaned it up. Gave us the voice that we speaking up. And we are back. He tried to get me. He tried to get me. I saw you. I, yeah, I baited you into it. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. This is the Last Supper podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Definitely. This is episode three. Episode, episode three. Episode three. Wow. You know what I'm saying? The squad cast is here. Uh, We're present. You know what I'm saying? Rails in the building. Popping with in the building. What did you do, Trey is at a wedding this weekend, but we got uh, the extended fam, Kiara, in the building. Kiara, hey, you know, <laughs> Kiara, she created the the logo. If you didn't know, you know what I'm saying. The yeah, last ever podcast yeah. logo. Okay. She's also instrumental in getting us submitted to iTunes, getting our show mm-hmm. accepted. She was actually there the night we got Sorry. it officially submitted. You know what I'm saying. So we appreciate you being a part. Being able to fill in, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, tell oh, us. Tell us. Okay. What can I say? What can I say? Mm-hmm. My name's Kiara. Damn, y'all know that. From Chicago. Gang, gang. Chi-tah. Oh, um, my gosh. I don't feel safe. <laughs> feel secure. Um, but Word. yeah, I like, I'm in the architecture profession. I like graphic design. I like to sing. I like to chill and kick it and eat good food. So yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, so... I get on Key's nerves because I hit up. Exactly. <laughs> but it's mutual. Just Key? It's mutual. No, yeah, well, right, I'm sure know, everybody's, right. but today we're going to focus. Right now we're going to focus on Kiara's because <laughs> I hit her up at random with my random ideas and my random twists and turns. And she's like, but I thought you were doing this. And I'm like, that was yesterday. Like, okay. Well, that's <laughs> that's kind of Chris's slogan. Like, I got an idea. That's like, right, let's that get was to yesterday. It. Mm-hmm. This is today's idea. Man. That was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Today's idea. Yep. So I appreciate you being patient and uh, coming along the ride with us. Yeah. You know, got to shout out Fred as usual. Fred, what's popping? Fred FK Studios still hosting us, still putting up with us. Even on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, Super Bowl Even Sunday. on Super Bowl Sunday. That's dedication. That's love. I was going to say something what's about that too. You're not a sports aficionado. So, like I said, this is our first episode. We've actually recorded since we are a live platform where people can search us and listen. True. So I just kind of want to take some time to, you know, go over the feedback. How are we being received? What's some of the things you've heard in the streets? What's what's the streets talking about? Um, honestly, I've received a lot of feedback. Um, majority of the feedback has been really, really good. Um, people love the intro. They love the fact that we get along, that we laugh, yeah. and that it's natural. Yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. seems forced. Um, they spoke a lot about the uh, the quality of how we sounded, but mm-hmm. that's been upgraded, that's been changed. You know, shout out to Fred and us as well for you know and Mia, for, uh, Mia. and Mia, Mia too. Yeah, definitely girl, for you Mia. know you love, um, investing in ourselves and and them investing in us as well. So that's definitely changed. That's definitely going to be better going forward. Um, but yeah, they're looking forward to the to the content because the first episode was merely a an overview. A, a yeah. shout out to Joe, a high level overview of what the show is going to be about. So they're looking forward to it. They're hungry for these meals that we're about to be serving up. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, pretty much same on my end. I've just been getting um, same thing that the chemistry is really good. They like listen to us talk. Feel like we have a good time together. Um, I did hear a lot about um, the sound quality, mm-hmm. but. We back, baby. We, we got growing. mic stands. We growing, we we growing, growing and we learning. We growing and we learning. We growing and we learning. Oh, and, some, and somebody gave Whitney a shout out too. Somebody you don't even know. They were like, they love the fact that you said you live in the gray. Oh, hallelujah. You know, they were like, they can shout appreciate. Shout out to my fellow gray. You know what I'm saying? They, they can appreciate the honesty. And that's what this show is about. Honesty, transparency, and just being real with each other. This is a safe place, a safe space. So we're going to keep doing that. Yeah, so shout out to Whit for the love she's been receiving already. Oh, yeah. We're we swimming. Whit Queen. Today. This is our queen, y'all, if y'all ain't know. But Whit got fans already, man. I know. I, I told you. I'm, I'm a fan. You I'm a fan. 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 I'm a fan
Thanks, so y'all. shout out to my fellow great area. We all gonna be working for wit <laughs> eventually. Come soon. So uh, I've heard a lot of similar feedback to what y'all have gotten. Um, one particular point I heard that really made me happy was I sent the link to somebody who said that they weren't religious at all. Mm-hmm. And they were interested to hear our perspectives and it made it basically like digestible and entertaining. Mm-hmm. And that's sure. really the core of what this is supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Just be able to, to be able to talk about spiritual elements in life in a way that people who don't necessarily say they believe the way we believe can still listen to and, and learn from it. It's freeing in a sense. Yeah. It's yeah. freeing and it's, it's inviting. I want it to be inviting Definitely. to everybody. <clears throat> Come sit at the table. Please pull up at the table. <laughs> so we have to shout out James, James Tiller. Um, oh, yeah, on the beat for the theme song. That's definitely. that's one of the main things I've been getting a lot of feedback on. They were like, real the ate song? the yeah, theme song. Ate you know, it. I was hungry. I just yeah. I was just on the ditty in the background, but I was like, let me get out the way. <laughs> he was like, take that, take, take that. that. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, Biggie in the back. Yeah. So just watching them work. Hey man, we gotta we gotta expand on that. Oh, definitely, man. It's coming soon. Like a preview. It's coming soon. Mm. Yes, sir. You just dropping bars. Bars, you know what I'm saying? saying? That's it. That's been him for the past two weeks. I don't understand. Every conversation. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. I'm gonna get in that studio, man. I'm gonna eat the microphone, man. (laughs) Basically, mix it. We're gonna make that happen. Oh, it's coming. What you saying? Okay. I need to go buy a bunch of pens. Okay. (laughs) So I'm excited to bring in this um, this episode. Definitely. Because this is our first series. You know, we're gonna pop off the first series. And with Valentine's Day coming up, I figure it's a good time, a good a good place to explore dating, the dating scene, the dating category. Everybody loves to hear about it. Everybody wants to hear about it. True. Everybody loves True. love. <sighs> everybody loves everybody love. Everybody want to be loved, no matter what they say. People lie. Like, no, I don't want nothing. No, I don't like, no, no you love. Love. Everybody you want love. Need no love. Stop like, like, you ain't never you been that love. whore. <laughs> you are not like, stop. Like everybody knows. No, wait, they love to say, I'm just focusing on my career. Oh, that's the best one. I'm just focusing on myself right now. I'm just building up myself. Okay. Man. Okay. Okay. So are we all. Yeah. All you can't do what you don't have to do. And the lie detector determined that was a lie. Like, oh, that's cool. That's straight. So, yeah, I mean, you see it on Instagram. You see it on social media. People posting. What are you doing 14 days of love on Instagram? I'm doing 14 days of love. That's a thing. That is a thing. I made it up. Okay, so I love it. So I love love. Okay. Okay. Like, I just want to press You want them career focus. Nah, I'm about to say, you know, I'm focusing on myself, you know, my life, you know, my empire. Basically. You know. I love love. I, I don't know. I just always been like that. I'm one of those people that can literally just watch the same, like, call my Christmas movie. Like, oh, you want to Girl, yes. No. If I know the okay. ending, sign me up. If HGTV and ABC Family had a black baby, like, <laughs> oh my. That's really what my, I'm so serious. My it's Instagram literally looks like. I'm highlighting like 14 different couples and that I feel like embrace different attributes of love mm-hmm. or what's important in a relationship. So, yeah. That you know and don't know. That I don't know. I don't know. This is just Instagram. <laughs> I don't know that, but they, I'm just, I don't know these people like, but I like That's And that's why we're having this type of episode because that's just what comes in February, you know? So we have titled it The Butterfly Effect, right? That's right. So the first part, part one. You got to walk people through your title. Oh, yeah. What is the butterfly effect? Oh, yeah. So the butterfly effect is is symbolic of what I think the stages of relationships and love are. So you start off as a cocoon, you know, you're building a foundation. You're essentially putting together the pieces of what is to blossom. And so that's what... um, Breaking the cocoon is this part one, mm-hmm. and then part two. Part two is going to be called spread your wings, you know, and that's when okay. the butterfly comes out, you know, and the steps of intentionality behind a relationship. Okay. So right now is the um, the setup, the okay. the initial beginning phases, and mm-hmm. then we'll get to the to the serious part next week. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I think that's a I think that's a helpful layout. Definitely, and I think it's pe- something that people mm-hmm. can um can listen and and really relate to. So um, <clears throat> to start it off, I we have to preface it by saying because we are a spiritually based show, the Bible doesn't really have much to say about dating because dating isn't a biblical right. principle we principle at all. Yeah. No, we we definitely, we definitely made, made that made thing. Up. Yeah, we definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and to highlight that, I kind of wanted to give like <clears throat> a brief overview of how dating has transitioned 
high level overview. High level. <laughs> Extremely. thirty. They call it the 30,000 foot view. You know what I'm saying? We're going to look at it from the top top. You know what I'm okay. saying? And uh, so from biblical times, when you think about it and when you read, there was no dating. There was no, there was little to no choices. It was like women being given, given, given away. away. Exactly. Right. For cattle, for land, sometimes for foreskins. You know, Saul, Saul told David, bring me 100 foreskins. Basically, go ride on my enemies, and then you could have my daughter. Yeah, dowry. So, exactly. So th- those kind of exchanges kind of dominated the what we would call dating scene, where women didn't have much of a choice. And that's just interesting to me, just to even start off. What, what do you think... How do y'all think y'all would handle that in y'all 2020 minds right now? Just not having a choice in the matter, just being given away to some dude because he got some land or he got more cows than the neighbor. Then Reggie down the street. Reggie got 50, but Jamal got 80. So I just wanted to play with y'all a little bit because it's, I know it's a hard perception to to kind of to put your mind into. I mean, I'm but if you start acting, if it start getting crazy, you gonna give me back. Believe that. <laughs> like, I'm you gonna go give me go back home. You, you gonna send me Mom, back. Mom, Jamal tripping. I don't care about his cash. <laughs> did, y'all, did y'all see that? Um, there was like a little boy. It's something on social media going around about um, like this little boy who got kidnapped and he just started singing worship songs for so long. I, I think I heard this before. I think I heard this before. I'll be like, oh, you wanna act like You're gonna song? sing Way in the Water. Like, you gonna give song. me that. <laughs> you gonna give me that. He sang Amazing Grace for six hours. <laughs> right. Bass, long, baseline. That's a long run. That's, that's a long run. <laughs> okay. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I feel like my parents, I like the relationship I have with them, they know I'm kind of like a wild card. <laughs> and so we'll probably just have to have a talk. Like, look, I'm be honest with y'all. Y'all not about to sell me. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That system dominated uh, the dating scene right up until like the 1800s. And that's when you get into courtship, you know? And that was that period where you would go out with the- with On the, dates with, with your parents. parents. Exactly. Like, no, yeah. family going. Like, that's what that's where courtship is technically. Walk right? us through that. It's somebody else- Mr. Like and Mrs. Dead. Montgomery would follow <laughs> young Thaddeus. Yes, exactly. And Rachel <laughs> on their so date. courtship is with your parents. Right. Yeah. You know those movies where it's like, the, the mother the is always like, it's always about the social status, like, mm-hmm. oh, he's born of this family, and mm-hmm. you know, and he has this amount of wealth and stature, stature mm-hmm. and you can't marry him; he's a commoner. You right. know, this is a this is a family of do-gooders. You know, <laughs> 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 family of do-gooders. so that's, that's where, where you, all the best fairy tales come from. Exactly, they like Cinderella. I don't know Cinderella. Man, I don't know. Chris just going on Disney movies. City movies. Heard about? Cinderella. I was kind of thinking like Lion King. No. But that's courtship, right? The right. 1800s. You have to, you have to court the family. Yeah. That'd be tough for me because I'm not trying to. I've experienced that when I, I experienced that, you know, in 2020, in the 2000s. I said 2020, not in 2020. Nine, nine, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad y'all on the same page. Uh, <laughs> same book too. Yeah, where you just kind of get introduced to the family too quick. In my opinion, it's kind of oh, yeah, like, kinda rough. I just like, try to get to know you. You know, I, I don't. I'm not sure. You then know. sign up for your family. It's like, hey, how's They're it going? Saying, I'm like, Jarrell, and here's my family. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody meet Chris. It's like, who? It goes like, horribly, his name is Chris Wright. I don't know how long you're going to be in that situation. Like, yeah. I don't really know. So, um, yeah, that's courtship. That's not really for me either. And then the concept of dating kind of came around in the early 1900s, right? Yeah, people were tired of it. Yeah. Like, you know yeah. Mom, you stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all stay at the house. I got this. And it kind of came about because we had emergence of institutions like colleges, workplaces, um, basically people just becoming more of an individual. Mm-hmm. So that kind of separated um, their dating life from their parents and it kind of started taking on a personal, personal perspective. Um, so you had that in about by the 1920s, this system has completely replaced courtship. You know, yeah. we were the, the parents, that whole system was pretty much out of the picture. And then you get to the fifties, right? This is where the term going steady was coined. Like people that's started so like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's and when you think about time. it, like that's, that's when my, my parents were born in the fifties, early sixties. Shout out to Angela and Claude. Yeah. Shout out to the Heights. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is y'all era right here. So, um, <laughs> going, steady. going steady. Going yeah. Steady. They was going steady. Rock. Yeah. Steady, 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 hey. all night, all night long. Baby, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to remix right. it. <laughs> All right, and we're back. And we're back. Thank you for Insane. that. So um <laughs> this is also the era where sex started to become desexualized. Like before it was birth control a, came out around here, huh? You were getting there. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. So um before sex wasn't anything you talked about, like ever really. And now it became acceptable to talk about within the confines of marriage, you know. That's where that mindset started to come come to light. And then you get to the sixties. <clears throat> this is where you have free love. This is where you have birth control. This is where you free have love. Yeah. It's like window. that whole sixty pay per view love. So you have the uh like that whole hippie movement. Everybody's yeah. just experimenting with sex. Doing whatever they want to. Yeah, you know I'm saying now yeah. sex before marriage is not taboo anymore. It's kind of like it's just free love, mom. Normal. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's free love Never concept. Mind. So, um, yeah, that was a whole like sexual awakening with with the youth there in the '60s, and then in '65 you see your first sort of matchmaking service by two students in Harvard called the Operation Operation House, and then in 1991 the internet drops and you start getting uh, dating sites like Cupid 95. And uh, OK Cupid followed shortly after that. No, Cupid was in '95. It's not called '95 Cupid. And this this uh, was brought to you by the list.com, by the way. So they gave us a real good, gave a real high level overview of the uh, article and a breakdown. So I kind of want to shout them out. Appreciate that list.com. Uh, so yeah, '95 Cupid drops the first online dating site, and then fast forward to 2017, you got Tinder, Bumble. Facebook dating. So I kind of wanted to use that to segue into our first question of the day. Um, So with the Bible having little to say about dating, how are how are we intentional in including him in a process that really isn't even biblical in nature? It's something we kind of made up along the way. And what's funny, before we start into this, I've talked to all three of y'all, like, very naturally and organically about this. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, me and Key... We talked about this in the in the uh, parking lot the night we submitted the episode. Wit, you've been giving me um, free counseling sessions for the past week or so. <laughs> Not free love. Free, free counseling. <laughs> you know, I was, feel, I was feeling that. You know what I'm saying? She's been helping me work through some stuff. And, re- and real, you kind of, you just always there. So, yeah, this is this is an interesting topic. I actually had a dream. I was, I was, I wanted to tell y'all before we got on the show, but. You know, we're here now. Yeah. So it's your dream, Joseph. Right. <laughs> I don't know what it means. And I think it's because I've been talking about it so much with y'all. Okay. Um, I had a dream. I went to my family reunion. And I had I saw a bunch of women that I had talked to throughout my past there. But they all came with dudes. Like, to my family reunion. And I was tight. I was so <laughs> tight. And yes. I was annoyed. I woke up tight. <laughs> like, what is, what is the, meaning, what is of the meaning of this? And I was like, it was weird. I didn't like it. It would be a little weird. Wow. How did you wake up feeling? I was like, I woke up like like a little like a little pissed. Like my family. Yeah, my family. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't it was like little details that are starting to fade out that kinda of happened within the dream that that, that rubbed me wrong. But I know I was walking around like just checking. Like, are you kidding checking me right people. Now? <laughs> Giving them the hand. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's neither here nor there. I don't know why I had that dream. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, so back to the original question. Yeah, how do we how do we incorporate God in something that's so, like you said earlier, with in the gray area? Mm. I'll, I'll jump on it first. Pop on it. <clears throat> I guess like uh, you get to a place where I say I can only speak for me. Mm-hmm. I'm at a place now where Christ is at the forefront of my life, mm-hmm. and that has to be said going into any any type of situation. If we're mm-hmm. dating, if we're talking, whatever the situation is, and that has to be respected. If that can't be respected, then we can't operate. Mm-hmm. And that just has to that has to be how it is. And I believe in, you know, talking to someone and just really, really getting to know them and taking my time. Um, and the more you take your time, the more you get to know who a person is. I mean, Chris was talking about this yesterday. I feel like um, the more you talk to someone and get to know who they are, they get to know who you are. It's kind of like right. a painting. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're at an art museum and you see a painting and from far away, you really can't make out what it is. But the more you get to know that person, you're getting closer to them Mm -hmm. and you can make out who they really are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we go from looking from afar and not understanding or seeing who that person is to fast forwarding and getting right there in front of the picture. And we can't really appreciate Mm -hmm. the journey. We can't appreciate the buildup. 
And sometimes we rush things. And some of the things that we rush, we rush intimacy. Intimacy doesn't necessarily always have to be sexy. Yeah. It can be a lot of different things. Sometimes we... Way too much access. Like, you met Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at your house. Like, you've already jumped into something and made something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's crazy. Like, you can't do that. Um, And so I feel like you got to take your time and just let it build. Mm -hmm. Let it build. That's where I am. Like, you have to take your time, let it build. And they have to know where I stand. Because the thing is, as a man, I'm supposed to lead. Mm -hmm. So if I'm leading in that way, then Lord willing, they'll follow. Mm -hmm. But if not, then that's not the one for me. So that's good. That's real. Um, something you said at the beginning of that kind of reminded me of what Whitney told me earlier this week with um, <clears throat> in regards to what I see initially. Mm-hmm. So cause this is an area that I pray on over my life quite, you know, frequently. And I would meet somebody and I'd see a sign, a trait, something that I associated with, you know, the woman that I would want. Mm-hmm. And I'd see that and it would grow and it would grow. But the more it grew, the more I stopped praying on it and the more I just started reacting or started, you know, making, taking matters into my own hands. And as you said, as you get closer to the picture, you start to see the true nature of what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. But the problem is it contradicts what you thought you heard before, what you thought you saw, the signs you thought you were following. So now you kind of like, Stuck. You stuck, or you kind of like warm with yourself. You questioning yourself, questioning if you're hearing correctly, questioning if you even know what you're doing, essentially. And um, <clears throat> yeah. So the key for me is to do the things that I did in the beginning as it grows, and continue to lean on that, on his, on his signs instead of my preferences mm-hmm. or taking. The, the red flags that he gives me as red flags instead of turn, changing the color on them and just really leaning on his understanding about what he says or the convictions that he puts on my heart more, more than anything. I think I'm going to jump on what you just said. We talked about this yesterday. I think that sometimes um, men and women do this. They'll focus on one thing, one trait, mm-hmm. and they'll focus on that one trait, and that trait will be something that they've, that they've always wanted in a person to be in a relationship with. Mm-hmm. And so they focus on that but they're ignoring these 18 other things mm-hmm. that this person is doing that's negatively affecting your life. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, oh man, this one thing is great, but this over here is destroying me. Mm-hmm. And you and, and we lose sight of what, what our end goal is. Mm-hmm. If your end goal is to, you know, one day be married and have a successful marriage and relationship and things like that, how, if the if the balance is off, yeah. where this, this one thing is great, but this other thing, mm-hmm. with these other 18, 19 things are ripping you apart, mm-hmm. putting a hole in your heart. And it's not going to work. Like a lot of times... And I'll say, as men, we focus on the physical so much. And when we focus on the physical, we allow so many other things to go over love. Mm-hmm. Don't we? And, Lord, and, and then y'all be 40 and better talking about how all women is. Whitney, <laughs> <laughs> stop I'm it. But yeah, but, like, but that's real, though. And so we have to get out of the habit of focusing on one thing and focus on the, the whole picture. And that's where it comes from, really taking your time mm-hmm. and getting to know some. I told Chris this yesterday. I said, uh, in relationships, we have to learn to take our time so that we don't waste our time. Mm-hmm. And then, Lord willing, you'll have a lifetime with someone that you really care for and love. And yeah. y'all can grow in that love together versus rushing through something. Because when you rush through it, you miss it. Yeah. You miss and so much. And yeah, it will look a lot like Chris said, turning those red flags. You turn them into yellow like, flags. They're a little pink. Like, they're not that bad. They're a little see them as challenges. Like, this is True. something Ooh, that's for me to change. And that's the worst. Stop it. True. One to like, like, change somebody. Like, you can't change nobody. That's the worst. And not only do we do that, but we start to give grace in areas where we shouldn't give grace. Yeah. And then you don't realize that somebody takes the load, right? Like, so when we say right. we give grace as humans, we're like, oh, I forgive you, mm-hmm. right? But we don't understand that grace only comes through somebody else taking the load. So yeah, like, we're Jesus not built for that. You. Right, and so you, t- exactly, and that person you. is you. So mm-hmm. you give the grace, quote unquote, on these red flags, but you are taking in so much trauma that you're not even processing that by the True. time you finally get off that shit, like, you're a break, you know what I mean? You're so, you're so broken and you got so mm-hmm. much healing yeah. left to do, like, <laughs> keep going there right but I just, yeah like in, like Jarrell said yeah. um, it made me think about so I'm in this book club um, that some people from Dallas started You're reading this book called The Sacred Search by Gary I heard of that somebody. book yes. yeah um, but somebody in the group said one of the guys said that 
dating fatigue is something that he struggles with. And I was like, that's what it is, right? And it's this idea that you keep trying so many times, right? You just keep shooting blanks. And eventually, you just start to narrow it down, right? Like, listen, the bare minimum that I need is this, this, and that, mm-hmm. right? So then you start to pick people off the bare minimum that <laughs> yeah. you need. Yeah, but that true. only shortchanges you in the long run. True. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like you're you said, it doesn't sustain you. It's never all. enough to sustain you. And I think a lot of times, especially as you start creeping up in your 20s, knocking on your 30s, you're like, listen, I'm running out of time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Then you start to say stuff like, ain't nobody perfect. It's not that bad flag. You know you do. We all struggle. Everybody come with something. Whenever you start saying that to yourself, I said this to Chris yesterday too. Sometimes we start giving grace because maybe we needed grace at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like, grace. Mm-hmm. Like, I need a grace right there. They ain't give it to me, so I'm going to give her grace. <laughs> or I need a grace, I'm going to give him grace. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. start just, you know, Or you settling. might you might end up giving grace for fear out of something you don't know what's coming after that. So mm-hmm. it's just like, man, okay, I'm going to just keep extending grace because I'm not sure that somebody else is coming after it's coming that. After. So you just start accepting stuff because this might be all I got. This is true. Yeah, and we have to be mindful of the things we're giving yeah. grace to. Like, you show up late all the time, I can give you grace on that. But never making time for me? That's something you can't give grace. Right. You know what I'm saying? You gotta pick and choose. You can't give grace for character flaws at all. You know what I mean? You can give yeah. grace for mistakes, but you, like, if yeah. a person is unfaithful, they are unfaithful. You yeah. know what I mean? There's not enough they grace in the world to cover that up. Like, yeah. if True. a person is a liar, they a liar. They ain't enough grace in the world. If they a thief, they a thief. If they a thief, they a thief. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. Nothing but love. Nothing but love, baby. All right. Uh huh. So I um, want to ask it. Oh, go ahead. Question. You got some more on this? I was going to answer the, yeah, go ahead. the actual ahead. question. Uh-huh. Um, no, you can got it. I got it. I feel. Um, how do I bring God into a process that he doesn't often talk through? So I say all the time, and I know y'all already going to have y'all opinions on it, but I say all the time that I'm, I'm of the camp that we all have somebody that is a divine partner for us. I'm not of the camp that you only can be compatible with your divine partner, but I am of the camp that God has one spouse that is ideal for you mm-hmm. right um and so my thought process behind that is simple it's that god has a plan for everything else in my life right like you just and you quite literally can't say that god has a plan for everything in your life even down to what job you do right as a career path but he doesn't care who you actually marry and marriage is one of the biggest is i would argue the most important covenant to god it's the covenant that the bible is based on mm-hmm. you know what i mean so so for me how do i bring god into it is through discernment i'm always asking god what you think about him you know what I mean? Like, so what, what about this? Right? Like, yeah. because a lot of times people can look good, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's people that look good. Yeah. Listen, I was at Chipotle. I'm not going to get into that story. <laughs> Sometimes. Because <laughs> I still feel like I missed my beat. Oh, oh, no, the Lord got a plan. When did the grocery store um, go? No, no, that no was this, a is, this is the Chipotle. <laughs> listen, since Jarrell brought it up, if you are a firefighter and you go grocery shopping at the Kroger off of... Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Misconnections.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Come on. Ask for me. Ask for me. If he sees this, he's hitting us up. If he sees this, hit me up. Was he holding some potatoes? He was. A bag of a five pound bag of russet potatoes. Okay. Sturdy ingredients. What's your name? A man that cooks like getting up. You know, Mr. Height of Fire I'm gonna put in a word. We're supposed to do that last We're supposed thing. to do that. I, I do need it. Mr. Height. Oh, we'll Claude. Claude. Now, she only saw the back of his head. I did, but I... <laughs> Supporting. That's not what That was an attractive back of my head. That's not what we are talking about. <laughs> um, but no, so for me, it's just a more so a matter of discernment. Because you can be compatible with a lot of people. True. But I say all the time, like, if you believe that God has put you here for something, then I think the easiest way to do it is to measure people as to are they compatible with what you think you're here for. So yeah, so that that's kind of high level what I do. I just it's mm-hmm. a matter of discernment. Does this person fit into what God is doing in my life? Because you can get over there by the key guy. to what you're saying though is you have to be in tune with what well, you got to know what God Literally. wants you to do with your life. Know what he's saying, <laughs> and, and it's not even that you have to know what God wants you to do with your life, but it's it's majorly important that you know who you are, right? Because yeah. there's certain things that like you don't. So like for example. I'm introverted by nature, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Y'all know I like to be in the house. Mm-hmm. True. But a lot of introverts don't like company, right? When I'm in a relationship, you don't, free time. You don't, it's you and me time. It's you and me time. That means more free time for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Free time. But 
I don't know. You just have to know yourself well enough to know that, right? True. Like if you know yeah. that that you feel led to preach or to to pursue music as a passion, right? Like then you know that if you find somebody who doesn't like when you're away from home, that's probably gonna drive you crazy. That's probably mm-hmm. not gonna be a compatible match. Probably not him. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's small things like that. Um, if you know you travel a lot for work and a person that you with like sits at home all the time is always mad because you gone. Like these probably are all things him. that. Yeah, yeah. So just more so knowing yourself and what you need, I think is what I think is the first step. Okay. I feel that. For me, um, I think I've had enough hiccups in the road to know, to heed guys know. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, you start beating your head up against stuff. Like, okay, God said no. I mean, that's cool. That's fine. I'll try it anyway. <laughs> you find out, like, ah, this is why you said no. I get it. I might get why you said no. So here lately, thank God for maturity. I take his nose, you know, a little more serious these days. <laughs> is that a hard no or is that a soft no? Look, 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 look. <laughs> I still difference. understand it's a no. I still understand it's a no, but I'm like, okay, I, all capital right. Capital N, capital But, you know, o. I'm like super loud because I feel like God is like a guy where that allows you to see your prayers be answered in real time sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll ask him about somebody or I'll say, like, what about this person? What about this person? He'll say no. I'll actually listen to the no. And all of a sudden, he'll start revealing not directly, but just like different things of why this person was a no. That's a normal conversation. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, okay. There's that. And then the other thought, somebody said to me, I forgot, but it's like whoever you marry could be either a liability or an asset. And just from talking to people, not that I've entertained like marrying them per se, but just like their mindset, like the things that they come with, how somebody can like uplift you and bring you to a higher person than you thought you could be. Mm-hmm. It's just like, man, that's worth the wait. And so just think about how serious marriage is. Just like I'll wait for that. But that didn't answer your question for real. The real question. <laughs> uh, how do I know? Most of the time, like like you said, i I just want to get it out in the forefront. So who you believe in? Like yeah. specifically. Let's, let's just name yeah, drop. And don't just you know? say, don't say God. Yeah, because you know I'm about that. Yeah, like, let's call him by Seriously, name. Like, you know, not the universe, the at, high power. Who, at my guy. What's the name of the high power? That's what I want to know. Like I can talk all day. He's I love called talking. Mr. Vibe. Yeah, I'm like, and we can vibe out here. You know, they love the vibe. We love the vibe. Experiences and stuff. It's like you just like being around somebody. Let's calling it that. Yeah. I like your vibe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I wanted to pop it off with that because that's that's important to establish before we get into any other part to this because it's this is such a gray area topic. And with we with us believing what we believe, we try to adhere to how he says we live our lives in every area. So in this, you know, we got some some leeway, some freedom, some choices. And, but there's still a way he wants you to go about it. Definitely. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there before we got into the second one. And <clears throat> I want to ask the second one. And when I'm going to ask you to tell a story that you told me earlier this week. Okay. But we're going to ask the question first. And this is really going this is really going to resonate with the women. I feel like. Does it matter who makes the initial approach, or is it solely the man's responsibility? I have my personal thoughts about it. Um, I think traditionally it's the man's responsibility. Um, but as I read earlier, the dating scenes have changed with time. Some changes are for the good. Some changes are for the bad. Most of them are probably for the bad, to be honest. To be honest. Mm-hmm. But I think this particular aspect, I don't think it's necessarily good or bad. I think with the awakening of all the women's rights and liberations and things that they're able to do now, I don't understand why. They're so opposed to putting up shots in 2020. Like, what's 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 the problem with that? I'm just not doing it. <laughs> that's fine. Just say that. <laughs> like, just say that. Not, if it's me. not for you, it's no for you. But don't don't make it seem like oh, men aren't men. If if you're not willing, or if like you, I think it's wrong to have the position of I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoot a shot, and if you don't, then you're not following some type of biblical principle. Principle. Yeah. I don't think that's the case at all. I th- but I. I mean, it's kind of like how people say you should practice how you play. Mm -hmm. So I think Mm -hmm. you should date how you would want your house to run in a marriage, right? So Mm -hmm. I personally believe I'm more so attracted to alpha males, right? To to males who are confident and who run the room or call play. Like the big dog. Yeah. But but there's a lot of women who prefer to shoot the shot. I have good friends who, I mean, pull up a three and sink it. Quick. Like, you know what I mean? So there's nothing nothing wrong with it. But it, but everybody and that's why I'm so glad that we got another woman on the show that's today because yeah because I'm I'm also a very traditional woman in that sense right and like mm-hmm. that's really not a lot of women aren't like that anymore a lot mm-hmm. of women 
are just not. They out there on the court. They ball yeah, they balling. <laughs> <laughs> reverse I layup. I ain't never been a court player. <laughs> 360 reverse. Um, right. Yeah, and that's, and that's nothing wrong with either. You know what I mean? Yeah, because, exactly. because I've talked to men who don't like for women to take their shots. I've talked to Very men who, who have been like, if I like you, I'll, I'll approach you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. Some mm, men might even think it's like desperate. <laughs> yeah, see you approach. Yeah, see I heard you approach that. Like, yeah. Wow, okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, so Key? How do you feel about the shot in 2020? I definitely am cool with somebody approaching me. I'm, I'm here for that because to me that just says something different. Like, I'll take initiative. Mm-hmm. I respect initiative. But I don't mind doing it either. Where it's just like, all right. You know? Shorty kind of cute. I might just walk over there while I go get a <laughs> drink or something. You're like, it's just a casual conversation. My shot is modified. Your shot is modified? What does that mean? It's not like it's I can talk to anybody. I mm-hmm. can talk to a wall. Okay. And so like my thing is I'm going to make conversation. I'm going to figure out how to have some kind of conversation with you. And by that time, if we don't figure out how to exchange numbers, then it's like, all right, it's a waste of my time. I get you. So you're like a half court player. Because see, Basically. a lot of girls, they fast break. You know, they see, they get the ball, they yeah. down the court. <laughs> Boom. Quick shot. Dan yeah. Tony mm-hmm. style. You 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 going you gonna to set the play up. You're going to say, uh, run the screens. Yeah. Get, get I got to see. Conversation I got to see. If it's something interesting, I might stay there long enough to be like, all right. And I might initiate and finish it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, what y'all gonna do? Like, let's let's change numbers or whatever. I will figure so, it out. What's the move? But then if I in our conversation, if it's like, okay, nah, this, all right, I'm cool. I'm gonna go on somewhere. Okay, but, yeah. But I, I do respect, respect both. I prefer traditional. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think a lot of women prefer traditional. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. But I don't think, like I said, I don't. There's definitely nothing wrong with. Yeah, it's like if you just wait. Yeah, a lot of it's like we just not have. I just ain't got it. You ain't got the shot. You ain't got the shot. Just wait for the setup. You know what I'm saying? You gotta know your role. Three weeks later, you gotta know your role. That's real. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and chime in real quick. I definitely agree that most women. I'm not gonna say all, but I'll say most women prefer the traditional method of a man approaching them. Yeah. But I also find nothing at all wrong with a woman approaching a man. Um, and shooting her shot, so to speak. For example, um, at the grocery store with the firefighter, you saw the back of his head. You probably no. Okay, let's clear this. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I did not want y'all to think I followed this man around. No, 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 no. no. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that's what happened. We no, we actually had like we talked at the seafood counter because we. Oh, okay. So there's a half shot. So we comes out. Okay, so you kept So what? So what happened was my plan. I had a plan that backfired. Okay. So my plan was to do a lap around the dairy because I'm like I don't strategic <laughs> strategy <laughs> strategy. So maybe this is shooting my shot, but it was just like uh-huh. it was I'm a break. <laughs> but my plan was to loop around the dairy, right? Uh-huh. And so I was like, I'm gonna loop around the dairy because we were literally going from the set like one place to the next, and we were just talking. But I'm like, I need to like I need to circle back around. So I tried to go around the dairy, lost them. I was like, okay, I can't go like up and down every aisle. Yeah, and I literally could not find him after that. So. At the end of the day, I probably should have sealed the deal before I walked around the dairy, yeah. but I thought I had. I thought I Shot had clock time. right now. Yeah, I was like, I'm giving you 10 seconds. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, with those type of situations, I mean, you had you had an opportunity. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with him, you know, saying, hey, I'd like to get to know you. Can have your number. Can we maybe exchange um, a contact information? Maybe I can take you out for lunch, dinner, whatever. However he wanted to approach you, but there was nothing wrong with you doing it either. So, I feel that either way is appropriate. Depend depending on the approach, exactly. Just so do this, it respectfully. So this is my that part. That, that's the right. that's the key. He didn't right. So he like he didn't approach. Mm-hmm. If he was interested and we were already having conversations, it's easy to stand that he would right because y'all right. saw argument is as long as I know the door is open. <laughs> But I think a lot of problems, a lot of issues stem in relationships from. The man, the man was never where the woman was to begin with. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So she, he was never where she was as just far as an interest level, as far that's, as that's where, probably true. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's my thing about shooting shots is I I've seen men in action. I know men in action when they are in pursuit of anything. Like they, they, they don't just like oh well, I'll wait for X thing that's anything but a woman to come to me. Men are hunters by nature. They pursue right. by nature. And when they find a woman that they find worthy, they go pursue, after that. Yeah, woman. they don't. The All in about thing. them being shy, intimidated, nervous, worried around her friends, everything, it, it goes out the window. I'm going to add one caveat to that. I right, 98% agree with that. The 2% that kind of would make me go the other way is sometimes and it, when a man recognizes where he is versus maybe where you are, 
he can want like everything about the situation and want you, but realize that this is an ill-timed shot for whatever reason. So yeah. he may not shoot. He may do all of those, have all that conversation, express all that interest, but then like kind of put, you know, a little comma there and be like, you know, at least try to. He's not. He knows he's not in a position to sink that shot yet. So he's gonna put you on ice. Exactly, which is fair, right? Uh-huh. But then if I go and shoot my shot, what do I do? <laughs> Something like that. But but, if, but on that example, if I go and shoot my shot, and I don't have a clue that he's just not in a position that's ready. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I shoot my shot, nine times out of ten, he's gonna receive it, right? And then what do we do? We go and pursue this relationship with this man who was never ready never from the ready. beginning. Yeah. And how, how did I know he wasn't ready? Because he didn't ask me. <laughs> I had to ask him. That's fair. So that's how that's, that's my Okay. Fair enough. I appreciate so, that. So, there's a little sub point of this question. I, I, we need to explore what actually qualifies as a shot because there's some discrepancy in that too, based off some conversations I've had. Um, the Ruth and Boaz story kind of talks through what's a shot. That's 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 that? what that's why that's why I have right. She shot the Boaz story. Okay. Hey. Cute cute wit story. story. You're on it. Okay. So cute I love it. I love this story too because um, shout out to shout out to Fo. He challenged us to all do. Um, a typography of Jesus. So basically to take um, an Old Testament character who foreshadowed or foretold mm-hmm. Jesus, some element or um, trait of his. And so I got Boaz. And I studied the story of Ruth and Boaz. And people always love this story because it's the story of like the woman shooting her shot, right? right. It's like the story of the woman like pulling up on Boaz. Let me stop but, it right there. It's so funny that like I, because I, I understand that that's what it is. But so many women think it's the exact opposite. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I don't yeah. think they think it's the opposite. I think they think it's a... Uh, they see it more so as a connection, as this like, oh my gosh, this beautiful love connection. Like they both saw and wanted each other, as opposed to One this woman. Attention. Yeah, right. Which is really more so what it was. So I walk everybody through the story. Come along with us. Um, but for Ruth and Boaz, so essentially what happened was Ruth was um, the daughter-in-law of Naomi. Naomi was originally from Bethlehem. Shout out to Naomi. Shout out to Naomi. Um, she was originally from Bethlehem, and after her husband and their sons passed away, which would have been Ruth's husband as well, um, they moved back to they walked back to Bar. Uh, I'm gonna say Birmingham. My Birmingham. 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 Ruth and Boaz didn't go to Birmingham. From Moab to Birmingham. Boy, that's a long walk. Did they walk in the water? They had to. But no, so they went back to Bethlehem, and. Levitical law stated that it was okay, right, that if people were poor or widows during harvest season, so let them walk behind in your fields and let them Glean. gather extra food, mm-hmm. right? And so Ruth and Naomi returned back to Bethlehem uh, at the beginning of harvest season. That's important to know. Mm-hmm. Beginning of harvest season, and Ruth is going through the field. She's like, I'm going to go out here and see if anybody got any problems with me picking up this extra wheat, right? So she goes out there, and sure enough, a couple of days go by, and nobody has issues with it. Um, so a few days later, she's out there doing the same thing, and Boaz comes along, and he's like, this right now this is Boaz's field he's a landowner at the time and so he's like well y'all watch out for her. you know what I mean like make sure don't nobody mess with her and mm-hmm. you know make sure she's that's cool. me right there don't bother that's her. me okay and so she did this for a few more months and he watched her and she did this whatever whatever so coming towards the end of harvest season now so we talk about a whole season coming towards the end of harvest season um Boaz invites her to dinner and he lets her dip his bread and her bread and wine and all this good stuff and then he tells the man tomorrow when y'all are out there gleaning right drop a bunch of right <laughs> just drop stupid amounts he was like you can have whatever you like listen they had barley on track the sour wine on ice <laughs> barley Listen, you can pop these corn husk all night, baby. Barley on deck. Barley on deck. But no, he did. And so she goes back home to Naomi that next day and she has like an armful of Mm -hmm. barley. And it's like, where'd you get all that from? Right? Like, you didn't just find it. You know what I'm saying? But Naomi recognizes, oh, this is an act. It's a shot, right? It's Boaz saying, (laughs) I'm interested, but I don't know. Now, y'all may be wondering. Why would Boaz be, why, why would he not know? Why would he not just shoot a shot? He's a rich landowner. She's this lady poor that's begging and right. picking up in the field, right? Boaz was about 80 years old and Ruth was about 40. Mm-hmm. So he was insecure about his age difference. I understand. Right? And so that is why Naomi tells Ruth, oh, sis, he like you. Right? Because now my friends had to do that to me. Like, girl. Like, this is what mm-hmm. this is. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I'm guilty, but he does. But Naomi goes, uh, Ruth, baby, like, this is what you need to do. Like, this is a shot, right? Mm-hmm. And so she tells her when he's sleeping, go in there after he didn't have a drink. You know what I mean? Make sure you're feeling all right. And go lay at his feet, right? And tell him to spread the cover of his gar- the, the corner of his garment over you, right? So that's essentially a marriage proposal. So essentially, Boaz was Ruth's family redeemer, which means it, he was in the family line of Naomi's husband who had passed away. Mm-hmm. And so it was his responsibility. It really wasn't his responsibility. It was somebody in the family's responsibility mm-hmm. to take them in, right? Mm-hmm. So that they did. Because at that time, if you didn't have a male in the household, women, widows, they they perished, literally. Yeah, and so that's really. what Naomi was wanting to do. But when Ruth does this, the first thing, she lays at Boaz's feet and he wakes up, he's startled. He's like, oh, Lord, who is it? Right? Because he's like, who is it? It's dark in the barn. <laughs> oh, Lord. She's like, it's Ruth. It's me. You know, don't hurt me. I just want you to spread your chronic, the cover of your garment over me, right? And so she's essentially saying, listen, you are my family redeemer. I need, I want you to marry me. He says, you've chosen me as old as I am, right? Mm-hmm. And here we see his insecurity come too, right? Mm-hmm. So he wasn't going to ask her because he, she was so much younger. He just assumed, Close. yeah, she wanted a younger man. But when he made that act of intentionality and made it clear to her, then Naomi was able to tell her what to do. So there is a clear procession to me of the series of events in that story, right, is that they met, they were both, there was this mutual interest. He showed, like, hello. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. what I'm here. Right. You know what I'm but, it, but then it was her responsibility mm-hmm. to say, hey, the door's open or, yeah, no. Right? And so I yeah. think maybe that is the moral of the story, but I think people like to jump on one side or the other and be like, well, Ruth was the one that proposed about that. <laughs> can, <laughs> I, can I add something real quick? Yeah. yeah this, this, is just a, this is just some biblical stuff, y'all. Just Bible study real quick. Um, by laying by asking him to cover her with the bottom of his garment in biblical times like for for example right now I'm not gonna say biblical times yet like a police officer or someone in the army their badges their ranking would be here mm-hmm. their authority their power in biblical times where was it real they were wearing it at the bottom of their garment tell the people mm-hmm. so by getting under his robe or under the bottom of his garment she was submitting himself to his authority yeah mm-hmm. that's why um, with the woman with the issue of blood she said if I can just, just touch, touch the, the hem of his it's garment because that's where his power was that's where his authority was Come on. so she just wanted to touch the hem like if I can just get a, if I can just touch his power for yeah. a second then I will be healed and let's add on to that because that's a good point. Because Boaz spent the entire portion of that story up to this point proving that he was worthy of falling mm-hmm. up under his authority. True. Does that, mm, does, does that make sense? Boaz spent the whole story all the way up until Ruth was like, all right, proving that I'm worthy of you submitting to my He authority. provided for mm-hmm. her. Exactly. Yep. He provided for her. Protected he protected her. her. He covered her before he had to. Mm-hmm. He when it when they when she did that, he didn't let anybody think that they even slept together. He told her, Don't even leave right now because mm-hmm. people might think Wait. Yeah, people we we already he protected yeah. her reputation. He he honored her and he mm-hmm. showed her like this is what I want. Right? Shout out to Ruth and Boaz. Shout out man. to Ruth and Boaz. I, that's why we had to talk about it. It was so much so much in that gonna, story. I'm not even gonna say Ruth shot her shot. She threw an alley oop. And Boaz, Boaz was like, I see you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's what we want. We just want, yeah. we want a little ooh. A little but see, but y'all don't want to toss the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole it first part moving. of the story, yeah. right, was it was so clear to Ruth that Naomi knew without a shadow of a doubt that all Ruth had to do was say, I'm available. She right. Shout out to Wayne woman. Yeah. She, she knew that old man. Shout out to Wayne woman. Shout out to Wayne woman. Girl, he gave you all of that? Like, oh. Well, I think he's trying to they ain't just out here dropping barley like that. Boaz, Boaz is something else. Girl, you ain't found all that barley. You ain't found that much barley all. Ain't no accident. (laughs) You got pillowcases of barley. Oh my gosh. So real, I want to ask you, man. As 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 the male co-host, but fellow male co-host, what are the ideal circumstances and situations where you feel comfortable putting up a shot as a man? When do you feel most comfortable approaching a woman? First and foremost, I think that's something uh, for me, if a woman is by herself, I think that a lot of times men mm-hmm. don't want to approach a woman when she's with all of her girlfriends. Because you got to convince the committee. Exactly. It's almost like you, you got to do that anyway. Oh, you got to do that anyway, because that's like, how we are. I'm trying I know, to but it's like, it's like initially. Initially. Yeah, initially. They be, they be doing like, extra. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like, uh-uh. Like, what is it? Uh-uh. I mean, what you say? What you say? Why? Her drink is empty. No, and just and just Bro, like, I just met her. I don't even know her name yet. You know what I'm saying? It's her birthday. Her drink is empty. Look, <laughs> it's my birthday too. Right. What's today? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, uh, when she's by herself, so that we can have a moment, so I can have a moment to talk to her, so yeah. she can uh, hear me out, so I can hear her out too, figure out who she is. Um, along with that, like, just is she is she approachable? Right. Does you she know? have that look on her face? Yeah, like, you know that what they say the, the, the resting 
Mm-hmm. You know, the they, right say, they yeah. say that some women have that. that and mm. so sometimes it makes me feel like, <laughs> man, just the, the, look, the look on some people's face may make you feel like, nah. Like she just told somebody no. Like she just told somebody no. No, you know what I'm saying? Like she mad. She got no to give. She straight listening. For me, it's always it's always about personality. You know what I'm saying? Like who you are as a person, the way you carry yourself, the way you treat people. And the way you treat um, people that you don't need to treat a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. if I'm at a restaurant with you and you talking to somebody that's a waiter or wait staff and you being disrespectful and rude, then that's not something. Why, why you got to talk yeah, to them like that? Yeah. We treat everybody yeah, with the same love and decency. You know what I'm saying? It's very key to see how people treat people that they think of and need them. Exactly. You know, if you, if it's how you treat people that are in the service industry or people that you just don't think highly of, like, nah. That shows like, that's your character. That's one of those character traits you mm-hmm. Yeah, it, sh- it shows your character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just... Uh, Someone that's um, what's the word receptive? Yeah, and, and you and you can you can feel it. You know what I'm saying when someone's receptive. You can feel the the warmth. Yeah, the, the warmth. The... For the rejection. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, how you? Okay. Okay. Like, yeah, I'm just saying hello. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some people they just without even knowing anything they just push you away. They don't know who you are, and wow. they make real quick judgments yeah. and things like that. So yeah, for me, I just know one thing: it can't be in like. I, okay, I, I can't say it can't be. I prefer it to not be at like a bar, yeah. somewhere like super social. You know, mm-hmm. pull up, I'm gonna pull up on you at the library, at, at Target, coffee shop, coffee shop, yeah. on the street. Like what? Well, it's nothing about those places in particular that I like. It's just that the the other scene that I don't like comes with preconceived notions and a reputation, That's expectations it. of like, oh, you hollering because mm-hmm. you just you're you just solely attracted to me and you want something from me. Mm-hmm. Which is not the case. True. So I just, I just avoid those at all costs nowadays. Like yeah. I'll catch you. I got to catch you at Popeyes or something. And maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll break Popeyes. through. In line. Get the chicken sandwich. <laughs> so then maybe I could break through to you. Maybe um, we we'll both have to wait for spicy tenders. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the same order. Right. We, we we shared some red beans and rice. That's what it was. That's how you started off. <laughs> exactly. Red beans and rice. Um, I do agree with her being alone. Don't like the committee. A trial by committee. I'm okay to spiritual settings and surroundings, you know, but I don't know. I think in, even in that setting, there's some kind of cons in there too, just because for the same reason that I wouldn't want to meet somebody in a restaurant or bar, or bar like the perception. It's just not a very, both come with expectations yeah. and like a preconceived notion of how, of what you're, who you are, what yeah, you're about. Yeah, with the expectations. What your intentions Exactly. Are. So mm-hmm. I kind of try to avoid those too. So when you decide to entertain somebody in a relationship or like even evaluate, what are some non-negotiables? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Inability to communicate. I feel like most relationships fail because of a lack of communication. Inability and or unwillingness. Inability and unwillingness to communicate. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, both of them are. Does yeah. that involve the frequency of communication? Or are you just strictly talking about your willingness to open up? Willingness to open up, willingness to uh, be who you are, to express your needs, express your desires. Because, um, and it's so funny because my pastor talked about this today. Um, he said, you know, with God, we pray and we ask him for things and he knows what we need, he knows what we want. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a relationship, sometimes we don't let the other person know what it is that we need and want. And if they don't know what we need and want, okay. then we have an expectation that they'll be able to read our minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know what they need and want. True. A lot, it's, I've, I've been with men where it was something as simple as they just literally needed to be held and they didn't know how to say that. So here we are like fighting back and forth and we picking arguments and that's not really what you need. You just want to hug. Yeah, you just want to hug. Right, like, and so I think that it's important that you, I know I keep saying this, but you have to know what you need and want because people can't tell it, you know. And not just know it, but be willing and able to voice it. Yeah. You know, because some people are afraid to say, oh, I need this because they feel like they'll look weak or something. Yeah, and if need be, be able to teach somebody how to do it. True. You know what I mean? Like a lot of love is teaching somebody how to how love you need to be loved. Yeah, like and being able to learn somebody else's. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. A lot of people don't do that. They just yeah. love the way they naturally know how to. Yeah. And expect the other person to accept to it. just receive it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hmm. So one thing that I kind of help, kind of figured out in talking with all of y'all is one of my non-negotiables is not. If you take me to that place mentally where, like, you activate the game, then it's probably not best, not good for me to be a part of that, you know? 
Yeah. I'm big on honesty, transparency. Tell me what you want, why you want it, whatever the answer may be. And I know to want something, you have to be that. So that's what I try to be. And I'm not perfect. I still, I still stumble. You know what I'm saying? I still do things that I wish I didn't do or handle. I've handled situations I wish I would have handled differently. But for the most part, like I'm an open book. I got to mm-hmm. just ask. Sometimes you don't have to ask. Sometimes I'm just going to tell you. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you need to know. Sometimes you tell too much. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I do that because I don't want to play that mental game. I don't want you to have to guess that, calculate yeah, my next move or yeah. anticipate and so you can protect It's Like, no, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to feel like I have to do that with you either. Mm-hmm. So that's sure. why I move how I move. And with that, I mean, outside of the the given like non-negotiables, you have to love God, you got to believe, you got to be following him and be at least as serious as I am when it comes to how you're going to go about your dating experience. Um, yeah, I'm just, I need somebody that's, that I can cl- trust with my eyes closed and be like, okay, I can trust this voice like over that. anything. Trust with my eyes closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the search continues. The Star Wars, brother. Star Wars. The saga continues, man. They had nine Star Wars movies, man. Still, still looking for the Force. Is that what they still looking for the Force? Looking for the Force. <laughs> they just Maybe had Force one. Ain't Maybe y'all looking in the wrong place. I don't know. I, I haven't been following people looking in the wrong places. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. I feel like oftentimes people look in the wrong places. What's up, Kira? What's, what's some of your non negotiables? One of my non negotiables. I'm really big on words. So, like, I would. Somebody that was really careless with their use of words or the way they talk to people really not sit well with me. Because words have a big effect on people. You know, you never know what people are walking away from given after something that you've said. So somebody that's unwise with their words really would, that would be a non-negotiable. Mm. I'm trying to think what else is a non-negotiable. You know, all your standard stuff, we know. Like, you got to love Jesus, the homie Jesus. The you got to be Jesus. Um, yeah, that's the... I'm pretty sure something's gonna pop up as soon as we go to the next question. <laughs> be like, wait. But yeah, no, mainly the mainly the words. Like you gotta be careful with your words, being open and transparent too. And not a boring person, actually. Yeah. You can't be boring. You can't be like a dud in life. Like Nah, you, you gotta know, have some they get up and go to that's spont- I'm very yes. spontaneous, very like almost probably too much. Play Let's like, go to Florida right now. <laughs> 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 I play I play a lot of nights, a lot of outings by the ear. You got to be able to roll with it. You know, if you're the type of needs itinerary every time we leave, you just not. Oh, we're going to meet up at 7 a.m. at 7.30. What is the schedule? I need to wear. And then at 9, we're going to meet up here, and then Whitney's going to come. like, wait a minute now. Enough. No, I don't know after this. We're going to walk outside. We're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. Oh, and then on top of that, I want to add something you said by not being a dud. You can't take yourself too seriously either with me. True. Oh, my God. You have to have a good person. Like sense of humor. Sense of humor. That's like in my top three. Yeah, easily. I think you gotta have a sense of humor. It's such a huge component of my personality. I'm going to clown you. I'm going to clown you. I'm going to clown you. I'm going to roast you. If I didn't, then that means I didn't care. Yeah. And we have to be able to clown and flame other things. Basically, we have to be able to group flame. Let's wrap it up with this one because I could talk about this all day, honestly. We already had an hour. Wow. Yeah. That flies. It flies. Um. So this is a this is a good point I want to end on. I think it's a slept on perspective too. How does the circle of friends affect your perspective of your potential person? Completely a lie entirely. Yeah. yeah. The friends. I hate it when I don't like the friends. Cause I feel like my friends are dope. Like I don't think I'm gonna introduce you to my and people are. you like and they're gonna be like, Are you hanging with them? Yeah. <laughs> You're not like No, it's cool. My friends is my friends is dope. So when I meet your friends and I, and and it's like there's a contrast between you and them. I'm like, why, why are you why are you around these people? And yeah. mm-hmm. I guess it kind of it has to say a little bit about who they are. Maybe you got some are. identity issues going mm-hmm. on here. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just At the very bit. yeah. yeah, like, yeah. In certain situations, you wonder, you know, what are you being exposed to by hanging out with these people? For example, yeah. Me and Chris are friends. We talk regularly, and now because of that, we're doing this podcast, and it's growing and it's evolving. So depending on who you hang out with, with the, sometimes determine your trajectory a lot of times and where you're going. So mm-hmm. if you're hanging out with people that are, for lack of a better word, just 
turned over to a reprobate mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> Thank you for that word. Thank you for that word, You know what I'm saying? Better word. I mean, when you get yourself into it, you involved in Yeah, and the friends that they have are going to be the... That's like I the council. Yeah, that's, that's like the wise that's, council. That's just that's just the priest. But are they wise? No, exactly. Are they wise? Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's what matters. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, let's just be real. Like, I know that everybody say like you should just keep y'all up between y'all, but everybody got at least one. So you gotta, like, you gotta have an outlet. Living with you, 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 you gotta have an outlet. Chris, you won't believe. Everybody got a. I know I'm not tripping, right? Type of friend. Man, everybody got a friend that they need a springboard. Like, so tell me if I'm tripping, bro. You ain't gonna believe this. <laughs> you don't know too much. That's, that's how it go, bro. Bro, that's how we start. It would real text me, bro. Like, <laughs> I know a story ensues. Bruh, sometimes yeah. it takes that five times before he even tells me what's going on. And, and it's in all caps every time. Bruh, bruh, it gets longer every time. Like, bruh, eleven, eleven Gs and fourteen Gs. Bruh, man, gotta get your point across, you know. Get rid of stuff. His yeah, friends foolish, man. Yeah. That's the advice he's taking. I can't tell how many times, dude. All your friends yeah, went to jail before. All of them. Yeah, and they they I think it's important to note, like, because I have friends that you could. I guess considering that category. Um, oh, y'all do. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like yeah. I'm saying you can't have was, people in you your... Know, not to go to them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying you oh, can't. Yeah, you know, you got some friends. You just got to be like, not going to them. They're like, right. hey, man, I know you got your position. Yeah, basically, you if this is position. somebody that you are introducing me to, or like we're kind of sharing company, that makes me feel like this is at least a, somewhat of a, a staple person. A significant yeah. person. Yeah, a significant person. Like, you know, so... I understand you might have friends that fall in that category. I'm not suggesting you got to cut off all your friends who maybe ain't living like you are. But when it comes to combining your friends with your significant other, that's got to be some type of like blend. Cohesiveness. So when is the right time for that? Because I feel like I feel like something that I always struggle with relationships. It's like learning when to bring that person into the rest of my life. Because I'd be like, whoa, whoa, like our life is over here, <laughs> and then you're trying to come over. See, into the so you, that's that's part <laughs> two. Compartmentalizing. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you're trying to but figure it, out when to like bring them into when the integrate. friend group. Yeah, and like general. at what point do you bring like that person like into your friend group or like, okay, why don't you come to this? Super I think Bowl it's important to have like a little some sort of facilitate some sort of like dry run, not like an official incorporation, but they yeah, gotta get they gotta loose. get like a, a view. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would say like an event that doesn't require too much too much interaction. Yeah. But it's gonna enable interaction at the same time. So we can see I know this church, person in action. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I know church courting is like big on that like churches that push court and like they always say you mm-hmm. should date in friend groups but I don't know I was just wondering like when it's the right time in situations but... like that I mean it's, it's, that, that's a good thing but a bad thing at the same time because in I was literally about to say in, that in outings it, it's you're not going to get that person's you get authentic yeah, self. Yeah, you, get you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. oh, we're hanging out with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's On like my that, best behavior, right. you know. And, you're yeah. like, and, and when you leave the event, you're like, who were you tonight? That's why you know? I say, yeah. that's why I feel like it might be better for it to not be some sort of like spiritually based event, just like something social. A game night. You know, a game a night. Bag. Something where some they may cash. let their hair down a little too far. Go you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go bowling. Yeah. You know? Let's see. Let's see how you are. Let's yeah. see how you act. Mm-hmm. That's but, what uh, I would do. Some casual. Girl, like, I don't okay. know. I think I just. Because that way it's like, it's not too serious on you. <laughs> see, okay. I think I just. I think for me, once I claim you, that's it. That's all. Like, yeah, you, like but this like, is like the man. Well, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm not about way. to claim you in this social circle, and then if you like two weeks later, ah, oh, that didn't work out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I totally get that. But, but you but, have to set the expectation. Yeah. Like this isn't me. Like even with your people that you bringing them to, like this isn't me claiming them. This is something. I'm Exploration. Honestly, <laughs> I probably Keep have that. like some alone situation with you, like a just a casual. Okay. Are you crazy? Are you not? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, I don't think he's that crazy. Let no, me see I'm what he crazy. does in the group. <laughs> and then I crazy. might be like, okay, and that's come to this group me. event so I can see now my, my friends can all see. I might, I'm not going to say like, mm-hmm. hey, this is mine. But it's like, hey, we on the lookout for that dude right there. Yeah, like, Let's just see. Yeah. Yeah. See if he do anything. See and if he steals it. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> your friends can see things that you can't see. Exactly. And I, like, I understand that that's the big thing behind it. But I think I'd be like trying to wait too late. Like, yeah, but you be waiting when you convince. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta yeah. be convinced on so much. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I gotta I be convinced it. all the way here. Then I'm like, all right, now we can move on to step. When he walk on with the yeah. clipboard, check, <laughs> check, 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 check. Oh, he did this check. Asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, yeah. I asked yeah. that because in I'm similar. I'm the type. 
I would have to do something like that because I'm the type, if I like you and I sign off on you, I really don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I know that yeah. that could be, that's probably not the kind best sometimes. But then that means that you probably are the kind of person that needs to have them meet your friends first because that means that you probably can be blinded. I would you agree. I, I would say the same thing about myself. Yeah. Put yeah, myself in that bucket. See, I'm, I'm pretty hard to be blind. So <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, you're not going to get I see it all. When you get in the car, half a tank of gas, you are not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you're a procrastinator. <laughs> you don't take things seriously. <laughs> uh, from where you live to my house, 17 gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You are not prepared. Oh, <laughs> I wish that was true. I wish I was there put together. You think you're going on a date. My like money's on right now. Have you done your taxes? taxes. It's almost February. It is February, actually. It is. So. It is. Right in it. It is. Okay. Shout out to the shortest month. <laughs> and, black and, and the black, 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 black month. month. Man, there's so much mm. we can go in on this, but we're going to wrap it up for now. Because we got another part. We got part two coming. We, yeah, we do. We do have part two. Yeah, because what? So next week we're talking about Except, getting over the. Yeah, it will getting over the, over the cocoon phase. Do like. The well, dating thing, though, I feel like we're still at the beginning of it. It's so big. You want to have another yeah, it's part? So big. Part, this is gonna have to be like it's a so nine-part series. <laughs> <laughs> it might be part two, part like, one. Like this, coming is, this should be like this, like this is the caterpillar right here. This is all that is a caterpillar. And now we about to yeah, you know what? It up. We'll, we'll, it's still developing. We might still be here next week, but we go talk about it. This might just be the topic of the month. Oh, it's February. It's February. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna bless us with a poem too next week. Oh, oh, oh are you gonna put it on that beat? No, it's not going to be on the beat. It's just going to be a... Uh, well, if y'all want to throw on the beat, get throw on the beat. Yeah, I kind of want to throw on the beat. Okay, we can throw it on the beat. That one, what's the beat that the beat you was playing last week? Oh, the uh, the Othello. Um, oh, we still got to record that. Yeah, we do have to record that. Yeah? Yeah. I'm excited. All right. Be very excited. I'm excited. So uh, let's wrap it up. Kira, thank you for sitting in. Definitely. Thank you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Seeing how we do, how we rock, you know. Fred, FK Studios. Shout out to Fred, y'all. Once again. Like we, can, we can't thank Fred enough for who he is. We can't do it without yeah. him. Seriously, though. Thank you. Seriously, though. Thank you, Wit. As usual, your beautiful insights. Yep. <laughs> Providing perspective. Shout out to our queen. Shout out queen. to Wit for making me study that story. Yep. First lady of TLSP. I'm studying Joseph right now. You know what made his coat so unique? What? It had sleeves. He was the first one to rock the sleeves? They were yeah, rocking the vest before us. You know this what? coat had sleeves. That was a big thing back then. If you had sleeves, that means that you come from money. Word of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, appreciate you, Rail, as well. Um, we'll see you next week. This is the last of a podcast. Appreciate y'all pulling up, breaking bread, getting fed. Go subscribe, go download, go listen. SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, all those services and platforms. And YouTube coming soon. YouTube coming soon. Actually, you know. I think I think the Kobe episode is gonna have a YouTube and this one definitely will. So sure. we we come in at all angles, all all levels. We love y'all. Love y'all. Peace out. Next time. See y'all later. Bye you guys. Well holla. Do see.